more. David, uh, could you compare for us uh, the adjustment of status uh, and consular processing? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that, Vijay. And as you know, I just got back from India myself, and yes, it was hot. Um, were, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a lot of uh, hot Indian food, so uh -huh. I'm uh, coming down off the spice levels right now. All right. Uh, when I was in India, of course, a lot of people had this question, should I do adjustment of status in the United States once my priority date becomes current, or should I do consular processing? And that's a really good question. And sometimes, um, it, you know, it's driven by different factors. It's not a one-size-fits-all. However, if an individual is in the United States and they are in valid status, then they do have the ability to file an adjustment of status application. And along with that adjustment of status application, they're able to file a, um, a, a work authorization document mm -hmm and they can also file for a travel document. But when they file for that travel document, they have to be really careful not to leave because if they leave, they could be withdrawing that application. So they have to be really careful about that. Now, basically what this the comparison centers on is how do I ultimately get my green card? It's sort of the last step in the green card process. The adjustment of status has to do with getting your green card in the United States. Consular processing, getting your green card abroad. Uh -huh. So one process, okay, is before the USCIS or the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. That's adjustment of status. We like adjustment of status, and the reason why we do is because we have control over the process. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is if you do consular processing, it's a, a creature of the Department of State where the Department of State is making that determination. And there's a concept called consular non-reviewability. So it's really hard if an adverse determination is made at a U.S. consulate abroad to get that back on track. Whereas if you file adjustment of status, you have ability to make a motion to reopen that case and to have it reconsidered. So that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why maybe an adjustment of status in the U.S. may be um, uh, beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, also, uh, in the United States, the adjustment of status application, at least for employment-based cases, is being waived. So we don't have to do an interview. Abroad, you would have to do an interview, and you also are burdened with the additional, the additional burden of getting police certificates, which you would not have to do if you're doing an adjustment of status in the U.S. Mm -hmm. The other thing that clients ask us about frequently, which is in the employment arena, is uh, when they're adjusting uh, status in the U.S., they can use what's called AC-21 Section 106C. However, if they're doing consular processing, unfortunately, they're not able to use that benefit. Mm -hmm. So, again, there are many factors, and again, it's not a one-size-fits-all. We yeah. do explore these issues uh, with our clients to figure out which is going to be the best way to go. But I would say for the vast majority of people who are in the United States, definitely filing the adjustment of status is the way for them to go. Mm -hmm. Wow, super. Thank you, David. Uh, of course, a lot of valid reasons there to go with the uh, adjustment of status. And thank you so much. And of course, folks, if you are in a bind on any aspect of U.S. or Canadian immigration, help is on the way. NPZ Law Group is there. Call them at 201 670